This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 10th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Senate Democrats turn to battle over spending. More drought predicted as global warming continues. Senate Democrats turn to battle over spending and taxes. As promised, Senate Democrats are going to kick off work on their massive $3.5 trillion spending and tax plan before senators leave for the August recess. On Monday, Democrats released a fiscal 2022 budget resolution that is the first step in the budget reconciliation process that will be needed to enact their proposals into law. The resolution is scant on details, but that's by design. Instead, it directs committees to write provisions allocating their portions of the upcoming reconciliation bill, including $135 billion for agriculture and child nutrition programs. That funding would include the money that Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow wants to use to beef up USDA conservation programs. Now keep in mind, a memo to Senate Democrats says the reconciliation package will include immigration provisions offering, quote, lawful permanent status for qualified immigrants. That would likely include farm workers, but the Senate parliamentarian may not allow immigration provisions to be included in the legislation. What's next? Well, the Senate will hold a votorama, if you will, on the budget resolution where any senator will get to offer amendments. Republicans will likely uh, propose amendments that attempt to put Democrats on the record on issues that GOP candidates can use in the 2022 campaign. Drought and more rain predicted as global warming continues, according to IPCC. Global warming is increasing the frequency of extreme weather events such as drought and heavy rains, a new report from the Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change says. With every additional increment of global warming, changes and extremes continue to become larger, the report said. For example, every additional half degree Celsius of global warming causes clearly discernible increases in the intensity and frequency of hot extremes, including heat waves, heavy precipitation, and agricultural and ecological droughts in some regions. Agriculture can help lower atmospheric emissions by sequestering carbon, but a decline in atmospheric carbon dioxide as a result of net negative emissions would not lead to immediate reversal of all climate change trends, the report said. Recent research has shown that global surface temperatures starts to drop within a few years following a decline in atmospheric carbon dioxide. But the decline would not be detectable for decades due to natural climate variability, the report said. The report does not predict how much the temperatures will increase, but offers five different scenarios, under each of which global surface temperatures will continue to increase until at least mid-century. 
Global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius and 2 degrees Celsius will be exceeded during the 21st century unless deep reductions in carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gas emissions occur in the coming decades, according to the report. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Senators press for aid to pork producers. Senators from Iowa and Minnesota are urging Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack to make sure that contract hog producers qualify for an upcoming round of coronavirus relief assistance. Previous rounds of COVID aid were restricted to producers who owned their animals but Congress has authorized payments to contract producers. Our livestock and poultry contract growers have been waiting patiently for USDA to provide financial relief so that many desperately need, the four senators say in a letter to Secretary Vilsack. We're concerned that USDA's announcement on June 15th that described its intent to finalize this program within 60 days only focused on poultry growers and made no mention of providing assistance to contract swine growers, they said. Iowa Senators Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley are both Republicans. Minnesota Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith are Democrats. U.S. ag exports to Cuba climb on poultry trade. Cuban imports of U.S. ag goods in June were strong compared to the same month in recent years, with much of that strength due to the continued robust trade in poultry. That according to a new analysis from the U.S.-Cuba Trade and Economic Council. The U.S. shipped about $28.3 million worth of ag commodities to Cuba in June, up 413% from the roughly $5.5 million in June of last year. Cuba's imports were hit hard by the pandemic last year, but U.S. exports to the island nation were also significantly stronger than in 2019. The U.S. shipped about $18.8 million worth of farm goods to Cuba in June 2019. We're quite pleased, said Jim Summer, president and CEO of the U.S. Poultry and Egg Export Council. Cuba has been very beneficial to our industry and is now our third largest export market behind only Mexico and China. Aviation fuel tax credit needs to be based on accurate carbon accounting, groups say. Renewable fuels advocates are urging key Capitol Hill lawmakers to base a potential tax credit for sustainable aviation fuel on accurate carbon accounting. In a letter to the Senate Finance Committee and House Ways and Means Committee, the groups include Growth Energy and American Farm Bureau Federation, said many of their members are poised to produce SAF or sustainable feedstocks for SAF, 
but that the tax credit must, quote, properly account for the life cycle emissions of the sources and the petroleum products these new fuels will replace. The groups call carbon intensity estimates by the International Civil Aviation Organization for some SAF sources, which are used in current legislative proposals, wildly inaccurate and incorrectly penalized, and ask that the Department of Energy be given the lead for developing the life cycle analysis. At minimum, the DOE should be a full and equal partner in this role with EPA and USDA, they said. Other groups on the letter, the National Biodiesel Board, the National Corn Growers Association, the National Farmers Union, and the Renewable Fuels Association. Here's today's He Said It. Today's climate report shows the very serious situation we are in. We can no longer avoid all effects of climate change, but it's within our power to avoid tremendous misery if we act on climate change now with our full conviction. That was Senate Environment and Public Works Committee Chairman Tom Carper, a Delaware Democrat, reacting to the new report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 10th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.